Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Craig, can you just kind of talk about when this when this trade uh, came together, um, you know, how quickly it happened, and uh, you know the, the thought behind it. Sure, um, you know, so as I think I've maintained uh, for for a while now, you know, we're kind of pursuing every opportunity, trying to to go down every path that potentially makes our team better in the short term and and the long term. And you know, these conversations have been ongoing for quite some time. Very few of them actually materialized. This one, this one did. Um, and, and, and came together fairly quickly, though I think, you know, kind of conceptually, the, the framework had been in place for a while. It was just a matter of, you know, being able to line up, um, you know, on on some of the logistics and mechanics and whether or not it, it made the most sense for us. It made the most sense for for them, um, you know, and, and anytime you you trade someone like Sale, who has made such a meaningful contribution to this organization and, uh, you know, was was obviously an incredibly important part of a World Series winning team is a really, really tough, tough decision. The fact that I wasn't, uh, you know, the chief baseball officer here didn't diminish that in, in my mind at all. Um, so it's something that, uh, you know, I was, I was very mindful of and very thoughtful of, but, uh, you know, in, in the end, um, I felt like this was a decision that was best for the Red Sox, uh, both in the near term and the long term. Um, so it was one that I, I needed to do. And as far you know, Chris had obviously had the no trade, um, what was it like kind of, uh, working through that with them, the timing of when, when to let him know that something might be up and, you know, how, um. You know, I guess what was his reaction? You know, when it came to that. Yeah, and then don't want to speak for for Chris, and and you know, I think what what I'm comfortable, you know, kind of sharing is he was uh, quite appreciative and and understanding of the position of the opportunity to. Uh, you know, kind of influence the the longer term outlook of this team, uh, the chance to, um, you know, go to a team that's that's likely to compete, uh, you know, for a World Series championship in, in the NL, um, you know, and and so he uh, I think he would probably say it was bittersweet um, because the, the organization has meant so much so much to him. I think he you know had very close relationships with the people here and, and in fact was was very mindful of calling that out. Um, so those those decisions are never easy. Those conversations are never easy. Um, but but I'm super appreciative of uh, the way that that Chris approached it. 
Craig, is that type of conversation like you loop them in early on in the process, or is it you present, you know, hey, this is something that we need your approval at this point? Yeah, you, you know, I, I can only kind of speak to uh, the situation that I was in, have have no idea how others handle it. Um, you know, I don't think that there's a, a, a very well-defined playbook, um, you know, wanted to be respectful of the rights that that he had earned, um, you know, and and kind of his rightful place uh, here. And and so wanted to treat him, um, you know, as professionally, as respectfully, as as transparently as I possibly could. Greg, uh, I wonder if you can offer uh, what you liked about Vaughn Grissom, and then secondarily, insofar as you have declared upgrading the starting rotation um, a primary focus this offseason, uh, given that you just traded Chris, um, you also lost uh, Paxton's performance. Um, obviously, there's a uh, there's a deal that we believe has been agreed upon uh, as of yesterday, but um, how would you describe where you guys are in the starting rotation and what path you see to upgrading it? moving forward. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I think what we, what we saw, um, you know, on, on a kind of zoomed out view is, uh, you know, a need to, to improve the team, um, both again, kind of in the short term and, and the long term. you know, I had been pretty, pretty vocal that the clearest path to do that was, was via starting rotation upgrades. Um, that doesn't mean that it's the only path. And in Grissom, we saw, uh, you know, someone that we felt was a dynamic athlete who could play uh, all over the field and offered a ton of versatility, but is likely most uh, most likely to settle in at, at second base. Um, you know, uh, someone with with a really strong right handed bat who's been an elite performer in the minor leagues and someone who comes with with six years of control. Uh, you know, as I've, I've talked long about the exciting emerging or of players around whom we want to build, uh, that, that group is growing and, and, you know, would certainly count, uh, Vaughn in, in that group. Um, so, you know, I, I, there's plenty of time left in, in the off season, uh, you know, we'll continue to be aggressive and relentless in our pursuit of, uh, you know, building this, this team for sustainable health. Um, but this was an opportunity in front of us and felt like it was the best one for the organization at this time. And so, uh, you know, wanted to, to act to, uh, to execute on it. Craig, uh, how far along would you describe yourself as being, you know, in the process of putting together you know, a roster that's going to be ready for spring training? Are you just getting started? Is are you are you close to assembling a roster that you're ready to be comfortable with? Where are you at? Yeah, you know, that's a it's a really difficult question to answer um, because the the dynamics change every day. Uh, both, you know, the the free via free agency and and in trade conversations. Um, you know, I I will not stop continuing to look, uh, at, at opportunities to, to upgrade. Um, you know, and, and that was the case two weeks ago. That will be the case two weeks from now. I don't know that it makes a ton of sense to ever say that, uh, you know, you're, you're totally comfortable or the roster is, is set. Um, you know, we feel comfortable with the team. We also recognize that there should be opportunities to upgrade and we're not going to stop until, uh, you know, we, 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 we walk down every path. So in other words, could this be it, or do you feel the necessity to, as kind of Alex was mentioning before, does there need to be another, you know, high quality starting pitcher that comes in? Do you feel like, do you feel like there's more pieces of the puzzle that you have to put together before you get to spring training, or could this be, you know, could this be it? Yeah, I mean, we're certainly open minded about the possibility of, of uh, additional upgrades. Um, you know, I'd probably stop short of calling things absolute necessities just because, uh, you know, I'm not sure that that's the best way to operate. 
Um, but you know, there are still plenty of, of opportunities um, that we continue to engage in, uh, both in free agency and the trade market. Um, but you know, I think we need to be mindful of uh, you know of, of um, how we how we approach that. Um, you know, I think when we set out uh, in, in this offseason, we talked about starting pitching upgrades. That hasn't really changed. Um, we'll continue to, to pursue those, and hopefully we'll be successful in, in being able to execute on them. Thank you. Craig, do you view Vaughn as an everyday second baseman? We do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, part of um, part of what made uh, this, poss- this trade possible, you know, I think part of what made Von Grissom, uh, you know, accessible is uh, the stability and certainty of, of um, you know, the, the, the roster that he was coming from. And uh, second base is, is an area of need for us. I think I've talked about the opportunity to upgrade there, and we view him as someone that, that can play every day. And Craig, do you see anyone beyond Bayo and G. Little, if you can speak to him, but beyond Bayo who's set in the rotation? You know, I think um, – we have we have a number of guys who uh, you know have positioned themselves for strong consideration in the rotation based on performance. Uh, you know, last year, um, you know, I think the the ideal situation is to amass as much depth as possible and have guys compete for rotation spots. We have a number of of successful of pitchers who have been who have been successful in the big leagues that we're going to stretch out uh, to to fill starting roles, and you know, we'll let them kind of battle it out. Uh, I think. We, we talked about that, um, you know, at, at, at length, and there's always the, the possibility that there are external additions as well. Clegg, um, talking about uh, Whitlock better, those uh, players can be com- compete as a starter, but do you think when you see the roster, uh, we have a lot of righties uh, for starters. Do you think we you want to have a more balanced up with the lefties? So, you know, uh, I think we want pitchers who can, who can get outs, right? Pitchers who, who limit runs. And, um, you know, there are certainly advantages to, uh, you know, some, some versatility, some, uh, you know, handedness, um, especially in the, in the bullpen. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I think the key to, to a good starting pitcher is the ability to, to have platoon neutrality, be able to get righties and lefties out. And, and if that means that you need to throw from a, a particular side, so be it. But I'm not sure that that's the case. Um, you know, ultimately what we want is starting pitchers and relievers who can get both righties and lefties out. So, uh, don't uh, you be okay with the just uh, righties in the five-man rotation? Uh, again, I would, I would kind of... Uh, you know, I, w- I would a- approach this answer by saying, if those righties get righties and lefties out, then then yes. Uh, you know, if there's a significant deficiency in our ability to get left-handed hitters out, then we need to take a, I think, a fresh look at the rotation. Thank you. What, uh, what specifically did you like about Vaughn Grissom in terms of um, kind of his overall makeup and what he can uh, contribute? What kind of jumped out at you? Yeah, I mean, I think you, know, you start with with the bat, right, and, and and a pretty elite track record of performance in the upper minor in the upper minor leagues, uh, and and even to to some degree in the big leagues. Um, you know, a guy who uh, made made his debut at Fenway and hit a ball over the monster, right? Um, so I think you know, start there. Uh, I think there's there's a really um, you know, really athletic 
body there uh, who has had the versatility to play, you know, at, at second base, at shortstop. I know that there was some some plans to get him exposure in, in the outfield. Uh, for us, I think, you know, he, he makes the most sense penciling him in at, at, at second base every day. Um, and at you know, 22 years old, we still think that there's power to come. Uh, there's, you know, kind of really strong bat to ball skills uh, and, and someone who I think is his best years are ahead of him. Uh, and then when you combine that with six years of control and you're able to uh, kind of integrate him into this exciting emerging core uh, that, that I've talked about, I think we have a real chance to establish the quality and consistency that, that we're looking for. Thank you. Greg, you've said throughout the winter that you hope to maybe cash in some of the position player upside that you have in the organization, young guys, especially for uh, – <clears throat> more quality pitching wise Grissom obviously fits that position player side. Does that make it more likely or easier to, to move from that group for pitching help? You, you know, I think um, you, you try to make every one of these decisions stand up in isolation, right? Like this needed to make sense on its face. Uh, you know, I've, I've yet to kind of meet the team that has too many, uh, you know, middle of the infield, uh, strong offensive players. Um, that's, that's a challenge, you know, that's a problem that we would, we would welcome. We would love to have. Um, but certainly in order to, uh, in order to acquire controllable young starting pitching, we have to be willing to make difficult decisions and decisions that hurt today's was, was one of them. Um, but you know, the way that you can mitigate those losses is to continue to acquire, uh, not just depth, but, but real quality. And I know you, you kind of touched on this, but just in terms of your list of priorities or needs right now, how would you reset that at this point? Yeah, I, mean, I would still put starting pitching, um, you know, at, at the top. Didn't want to be uh, paralyzed um, by becoming singularly focused on starting pitching that we let an opportunity to improve the the longer term outlook for the team pass us by. Um, but with that set, I think we can, you know, kind of continue to uh, to, to scour the, the starting pitching market, both in free agency and, and through trade. Frank, how close were you on Yamamoto? Did you feel that you had <clears throat> you know, an opportunity to, um, to to be there at the end and that he was going to sign with the Red Sox? Uh, you know, without getting too too deep into into the details, um, you know, we we pursued a number of uh, of, of starting pitchers. Um, you know, he he being one of them. Ultimately, you know, it kind of takes uh, both parties to align, and and it didn't. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, um, he's not the only pitcher that uh, that that we're pursuing or that we had pursued. And you know, our our hope is. Uh, you know, we, we can continue to make good decisions that uh, improve the, the short and long-term outlook for the team. Considering what broke last night that you probably can't comment on yet, do you have an idea of when a potential move like that one would be made official or um, at some point early this week? Uh, yeah, my, my hope is, you know, that we're, we're approaching something and I'll, I'll have something for you guys here in the, in the not-too-distant future.